All right, so it is late Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, you've had your period and you were dying. So I mean, I kind of felt like it in some in some ways, <laughs> and in other ways, yeah. I was literally like, "Oh my god, am I dying?" <laughs> so you just weren't feeling up to doing the show no. Friday or Saturday. Unfortunately, I was not. Um. Yeah, we still have to beat your ass with the floggers that we got from Chris. Yes. And uh, that's probably going to happen tomorrow. Yes. So that I can get that episode and the flogging. And I was really bummed because I really wanted it to happen over the weekend. I know. And but with me, I just I wasn't hungry. I wasn't drinking enough water and all of that. And you're like, yeah, no, we are not going to sit there and do an impact play, uh, impact scene with you when you're not feeling good on top of all of that. Yeah, because it was just going to make you feel worse. Yeah. So we're going to smart plan. try and get that done tomorrow. Yes. And that'll be up on Fansly by tomorrow evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time this weekend uploading stuff and switching it over from OnlyFans to Fansly. Yeah, I feel like I didn't really see you. I know. I was up here in the kink kitchen doing computer work yes but fansly is a much better platform i really enjoy it mm-hmm. um so i'm glad to see you know we're getting subscribers on there so that's awesome yes thank um, you yeah it really makes me want to like do more on it now yeah because for the longest time we didn't really have anybody on there mm-hmm. so it's hard to be like oh yeah let's you know let's like upload a bunch of shit to it when there's nobody there yeah so now there is and now exciting. I'm motivated to get that shit, you know, up there and put a bunch of good content um, and, you know, sharing the content for the top tier, which is the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. That's the podcast stuff that is uh, our BDSM stuff and also our XXX stuff that yes. we do um, between you and I and other creators and stuff. Mm-hmm. So those people get to see it all without having to go to multiple different places. Yes. Um, But if you just want to see Tink, then you can go to her OnlyFans or Fansly. Yes. And I will be creating my own Fansly. Fuck OnlyFans. I'm not even going to go on there. I, I, I feel like for your type of content, you probably should just stick to Fansly anyway. Yes, because I'm going to be doing a lot of bodily fluid stuff, which mm-hmm. I can't do on OnlyFans, and a lot of BDSM stuff, which I can't do on OnlyFans. So, yeah. fansly it is for me. I just haven't made the separate account yet, mm-hmm. you know, for Pedro the Punisher. I like that. Pedro the <laughs> <Da> Punisher. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone says I'm fucking mean, so. I mean, I've been with you for almost 10 years. You are fucking mean. Right, so that's going to be my thing is I'm going to be Pedro the Punisher. I like it. <laughs> the two With inch your, punisher. It is not two <laughs> inches. My God. Maybe if you were standing out in the cold butt-ass naked, then maybe, but. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm self-deprecating here. Leave me alone. I see this. Speaking of that. What? <laughs> well. We were going to talk about having confidence and, uh, you know, how you carry yourself and your image when it comes to being in the You're damn right we are, but can we do the fucking intro first? I mean, yeah. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory, too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well... Buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And now we are back <laughs> with episode number 68. Yes. Wait, do you have that right? The fucking. Yes, you I do. got that right. You do. <laughs> Shit, do I have that right? It didn't sound right. That's because you're waiting for the next episode. Always. <laughs> That is your favorite. <laughs> of course it you is. You are one of the few women I know that like absolutely love 69. I fucking do. Because <laughs> what better way than to be pleasured at the same time and pleasuring someone else? Like, well, it's a win-win. Most women will give that shitty argument of, 
if the guy's eating my pussy right, then I can't suck his dick because it feels too good. Where you <laughs> I was like, are the type why? that the better you're getting your pussy eaten, <laughs> the better the your better, head's going to be. <laughs> yeah, the better you're sucking dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I will try to swallow your fucking balls into my throat. <laughs> yeah, and you go crazy like... You like you're like a a fuck machine and your head's just going three hundred miles an hour. <laughs> you know, it's fucking crazy. It totally does. So when I see other women, you know, that say, Oh, if if I'm getting my pussy licked right, I can't give head. I'm like, Well, you sound boring. I mean, like, <laughs> for a split second, you kind of get caught up in, you know, it feeling good, but like it's literally a split second. Like your brain takes in that, oh, my God, that position of where his tongue just hit felt so fucking good. And then you're like, let me have that dick. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah, but see, like for you, like I can't tell. Like you don't stop what you're doing mm. to like take that moment in, I guess. No, no, it, it, I don't because like, it's, it's just literally, in your head. It's in my head. Yeah. Like I think it, I feel it, I process, but then it's like full blown continue with what I was doing until well, that next little trigger through my brain goes, Oh, that felt really good. Let me suck some more. Well, I definitely appreciate that about you. Well, thank you. Because I love 69 as well. It is you know, so, so like for me, the better head I'm getting, mm -hmm. the more into devouring the pussy I am. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I love eating pussy either way, but mm -hmm. when my dick's getting sucked really good, yeah, I'm like, I want to fucking put my tongue <laughs> so far, you know, up your vagina that you can taste it in your mouth. <laughs> Not that I have a long tongue and can do that, but that's what I'm thinking. No, you just have head. a fat tongue. Yeah, I got a big old fatty. I like it. Covers more <laughs> space. <laughs> All right. So getting back to what you were saying before the intro music. Yes. Um, we are going to talk about body positivity and body image in the lifestyle. And uh, this came about because we saw a post mm -hmm. about a couple that was saying that the wife was afraid to put them out there because... She was afraid of rejection because of... You know, her body. How, how yeah. she felt towards the body. Because she's a thicker girl. Yep. Now... This happens all the time. Like, we hear this all the time from people. You know, we're a bigger couple. Mm -hmm. Is there people that will want to play with us and all this stuff? And it's like, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the people you see on social media are like the one percenters of yeah. the swing lifestyle. Yeah. They're the ones that are, you know, going to be out there flaunting in a way. Versus the people who are actually like in the lifestyle and going to events and going to those <laughs> events and making those connections with other people. Yeah, I mean, because of course, you have the well-known people that you see on TikTok and mm -hmm. Facebook and stuff, and they're the you know model pretty types mm -hmm. or the guys are you know Baywatch <laughs> lifeguard hunks and yeah, you know that is the minority. Yes, in the lifestyle, so. For anybody out there that doesn't fit those types, you 100% have a space in oh, the yeah. lifestyle. 100%. Because you are actually the majority. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that there's not some shallow people that are going to only seek out that 1% of people. And there will be because everybody has you know a preference of what they're attracted to. Right. I mean, you get hate. Because you don't go after other people that look like you. I don't I mean, at all. Because if you've never seen Tink, which I find that hard to believe if you're <laughs> I'm listening. I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, she is 5'4", a gym-ish <laughs> ish person, like 130 pounds, mm -hmm. double D tits, you know, the little tiny mom pooch, like not it's, not not even really a belly, like you can't even say it. Yeah, like she is fairly fit, mm -hmm. I, I would say. So, for my age, I'm fairly fit. For what most people would consider, you know, the super desirable woman in the lifestyle, mm -hmm. you fit that. Yes, but you do not go after the quote unquote super desirable males in the lifestyle, which would be. No. You know, the 
5'11 to 6'2, you know, super muscular, you know, big dick, blah, blah, blah. Like the model face. Nope. You don't really give them the time of day. No. Like if you're, I mean, you can be built big if you're like that down home country boy. That's going to be something that we've talked about many times right. that will get but, me. But they're not defined. But they're not defined. They're fluffy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about the yeah. gym rat looking. No, guys. like the ones that have like the washboard abs and the big, huge arms and yeah. just every, everything is basically zero amount of muscle or zero amount of fat. I'm like, eh. Yeah. There's one guy eh. in the lifestyle that you're into that mm-hmm. is like that. Yeah. And that really happened because of the connection that you and him had yeah. in person. Yeah, it was very, um, I, I, platonic's not the right word. Um, it naturally developed. Right. Um, and otherwise, I mean, those things do happen. Yeah, I mean, like, he's in, he's handsome, but mm-hmm. he's not model boy handsome. No. He has the body yeah. of the model. <laughs> yeah. But the face is more your average, mm-hmm. you know, guy who takes care of himself. Yep. And it's the, the, the attitude and the, you know, his whole demeanor that, you know, attracted me. Right. Because unlike a lot of gym rat guys, he is not full of himself. Gosh, no. Like very, very humbled. Well, he's like me. He's very self-deprecating. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he. More than what I thought he was. He has body dysmorphia. So he's never satisfied. Well, being, being in the gym, you're going to have that because I myself have dealt with it and it's, it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, and anybody will experience it too. Um, I I feel like that's a big reason you were attracted to him because mm-hmm. he didn't have that I'm better than everybody else. Yes, yes. Mentality. It gave me that ability to actually connect with him on a more like this is not just you know for fucking kind of scenario and yeah, right. overall it, like I'm getting to know that person like I like this person as a person. Yeah, and it, it was more of that cerebral connection. Yeah you know, where you guys had a lot in common mm-hmm. because you are gym rats mm-hmm. and he's, you know, gone to college for nutrition and all yeah. that stuff. So you guys had a lot of stuff to talk about outside of fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what turns you on. Mm-hmm. You don't really like when guys just come at you with the intent to fuck. Yes. Like that is definitely a big turn off for me. Where a lot of women, like that's their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they want that attention. They want to know a guy's interested, you know, right away. Yeah. But, you know, for you, that's not your thing. No. That definitely makes me like running for the hills. Like I want something more that I can connect with and feel like I have something more with that person. Yeah. So, I mean, now we were going to do this segment Mm -hmm. as kind of like the men's health. Yeah. Mental health type thing. Mm -hmm. But. I really think that we can do the men and women's, you know, health uh, segment for this because body image issues affect everybody. They do. You know, and we both deal with it ourselves, mm-hmm. even though, you know, to we, some outsiders. We have it in different ways. Right. But to a lot of outsiders looking in at us, mm-hmm. they're like, what the fuck could they have? that they don't like about themselves. They're popular and everybody wants to play with them and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that may be the case, but doesn't change the way we see ourselves. Right. You know, and that's how a lot of people, you know, first coming into the lifestyle and, and already having confidence issues in themselves, they, you know, feel that way because, you know, they feel some sort of way, but others, you know, don't see it because, you know, they're not in their shoes. Exactly. And I mean, I do a great job of in a lifestyle environment. I set all that bullshit aside. Mm-hmm. You know, I leave it in the car. Yeah. I walk into a club or a hotel takeover or something. And you just, you basically just own the floor and yeah. just be you. Right. I'm me. You either like me how I am or you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care either way. Mm-hmm. But that's taken me a long time to learn how to do that. Yeah. So for new people coming in that have body image issues, you know, for like the guys, I'm not a tall guy. I'm not ripped. You know, like I'd say I'm uh, fit-ish. Yeah. Like 
I like tacos. <laughs> I like fitting some tacos in this mouth. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I I don't go to the gym. No. You despise it. I, yeah, I fucking hate the gym. I will do some push-ups and planks and stuff at home when I'm feeling motivated and not like shit like I have been lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of accepted. I'm f- going to be 40 in, what, three days? Four days? Three days. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. I didn't remember what today's date was. I mean, I feel like I'm doing okay. Yeah. For I being feel like a- you are for, you know... Almost 40. Yeah. And not doing the gym thing and, you know, everything else going on health wise. Yeah. I think you're doing just fine. But in my head, Mm -hmm. it's tough because I used to be that gym rat. Yeah. So like in your head, you see yourself as how you used to be. Right. And now you look in the mirror and that's not at all what you see. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I was five, nine and I think two Oh five two ten at my heaviest Mm -hmm. at like 6% body fat. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was fucking ripped. Pretty much. You probably would be anorexic if you were any thinner. Now I'm 185 (laughs) with like 27% body fat. I mean, it's, it's, what what is it? More cushion for the push? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely cushion here, but you know, I, I had to learn that just because some women in the lifestyle chase those hard body guys mm-hmm. that that's okay for them. That's their preference. Yeah. Y- you know, the same way I got a seven inch dick. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to please those women that are only looking for, you know, eight, nine, ten, or bigger. Mm-hmm. That's their preference. Go do you boo. Yeah. All I can do is go into a you know a, a situation, be you know as confident and polite and you know let my personality shine as I can, mm-hmm. and people are gonna find me attractive. And I feel like that's you know the best way to go about it is to come into any gathering of people or event and. Be confident in yourself because that's what people end up actually picking up is that, you know, you don't have something that's bothering you. You know, it's not in the back of your mind because if you're thinking about something that, you know, you are self-conscious about, you're going to be more reserved. You're going to have that look on your face too, especially if you don't got a poker face because I know I sure as hell don't. You will have other people seeing, okay, this girl or this guy, you know, they are really confident in who they are and you know if they're being silly like that that's also something that attracts men and women it's just being silly and oh yeah i'm good at that i mean now not everyone enjoys my sense of humor because Mm -hmm. i am very self-deprecating like i have no problem making fun of myself (laughs) this is true you do have a very rough around the edges type of humor yeah and you know because i have an insecurity about my dick size i make fun of it a lot you do And that turns women off. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, because you have to know me and my situation to understand why I do that. Yeah. You know, and that, to me, is like my own form of therapy. I mean, it it could be used that way. And without knowing the situation, you don't understand that. And, and And I understand that you don't understand. Right. So if it turns you off, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not for you. (laughs) yeah but there's plenty of women that find it hilarious Mm -hmm. especially if they've seen my dick before and they know i'm just talking shit about myself yeah you know and and they will they'll tell you they'll be like i don't know what you're talking about like like, you're a fucking liar yeah pretty much but and they announce that to like the whole room that he's lying (laughs) but to me that is how I make myself comfortable mm-hmm. in those situations. Right. Because, I mean, you're always in situations where you're comparing yourself because, you know. I'm almost always the smallest guy. Right. These events, all the guys there are fucking huge. You know, so you have no choice but to face it every single time you turn around the corner. There's another big dick. And you're like, oh, great. Okay. Now what? You know, and then you just kind of keep feeling like your pool of women is going to get smaller and smaller. Well, yeah. I mean, 
because I go after women that are admittedly size queens too. Yeah. Like I don't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still feel like you'd give them a good time, but I know I will, but they have to be open to giving you that time. Right. And some do and some don't, mm-hmm. but the ones that, you know, do give me that opportunity. Mm-hmm always have good things to say they do which builds my confidence which lets me go into a situation you know like at pod bash mm-hmm. most of the women there are admitted size queens yes you know or e- even if they're not size queens they will take larger they have no problem taking as big as you got mm-hmm. you know and <clears throat> like i i played with one woman that, you know, had bigger than me all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was the smallest out of the bunch. But, you know, she loved my dick. And you still gave her a really good fucking time. So, I have to have that confidence, just mm-hmm. like everybody else does. Yeah. You know, confidence is the number one thing that's going to get you laid. Yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to us ladies, I know we will pick ourselves apart um and i know you know going off of this you know the comment that we had seen about you know the woman feeling like because she was on the curvier side that she was going to be you know making people not really want to reach out to them they are beautiful women and i'm going to go out on a limb here and say they are actually the most desired yes type of woman in the lifestyle they would be more desired than my body type i think that in an in-person type of situation like at a club party you know hotel takeover Mm -hmm. that you are kind of like the conquest item for guys okay because you are kind of in the minority Mm -hmm. you know of that super petite you know fit like porn star looking girl. Like you look like a porn star. Yay. <laughs> so for a lot of guys, you are a conquest. Gotcha. But I think the majority of men, mm-hmm. when it comes to what they prefer all the time, mm-hmm. is a curvier woman. That's my opinion. I mean, I myself, when it comes to like me wanting to play with another woman when we go to events. I am, I go for girls that, you know, are built like me, but I lean way more towards the curvier girls. I don't know why, but I'm attracted to them. I like the thicker thigh. I like the bigger booty. There's, and I I think a part of it is because I don't have it and I I want it. I was just going to say, it's because it's something that you want for yourself. Yeah. Because you're always complaining about how you're, your thighs aren't big enough. Your booty's not big enough. Right. You know. Basically all the things that I myself can't change. Right. So. Besides of years in the gym and eating food. <laughs> you know, so so you gravitate towards those type of women. I do. And for me, I mean, I've always had a thing for curvy girls. Mm-hmm. Even in elementary school, I was, you know, I hate to use this term, but I was a chubby chaser. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of the heavier set girls, not all of them, but the ones I found attractive, mm-hmm. like I was constantly trying to get them to be my girlfriend. Yeah. And never, they would never give me a chance because they always thought I was fucking with them. <laughs> and that happens all the way up through high school, mm-hmm. you know? And it really bummed me out because, you know, like I knew that their personalities mm-hmm. were amazing. Yeah. Because they, a, a lot of them, that's what they relied on. So they yeah. didn't get like picked on and bullied mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yes. So they had to be like these super cool chicks. Mm-hmm. And it turned me on so much that they had such great personalities. And a lot of them were beautiful. Like, you know, for what young girls can right, be. at that time, yeah. Like, to me, they were beautiful. And... I would do my best to try and, you know, hit on them and, <laughs> and they know, would just a- turn you down. Ask them out and they would never date me. Oh. Like 
I, I had a couple in high school that fucked me. Oh. But they wouldn't date me. Oh, that's an interesting twist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to date him, but I'll totally fuck him, though. Like, was that, like, a way to, like, get back at you? Like, I, No, like, I think, <laughs> like, it was one of those things I was kind of a conquest for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they didn't take me seriously enough that I would actually date them. Yeah, okay. That because, makes more sense. You know, because high school boys will right. fuck just about anything. Right. So if they were able to, you know, fuck this hot skinny dude, they right. were like, fuck, yeah, I'm on top of the world. Yeah, because I mean... Like, not to pat myself on the back, but I was one of the most popular kids in my school. Mm-hmm. So, I always dated, you know, the cheerleader type. Mm-hmm. Always one of the more popular girls in school. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that wasn't was the one I ended up marrying. <laughs> she, I mean, she was super pretty in school. Don't get me wrong. Like, she this wasn't popular. She could have been a popular girl, but she didn't hang out with the popular kids. She hung out with, like the band people and oh. <laughs> like the, the outcasts. So she never made it into the cool kids club. So she was like, kind of like me. I wasn't the popular kid either. Yeah. But see <laughs> for me, I hung out with everybody. Yeah. So for her to date me wasn't really a, a big deal. Right. Like, Cause I hung out with, you know, the potheads and the band kids and the drama kids and the jocks and the skaters and, you know, the black kids. So, uh, back then I was super self-conscious because I was so skinny. Mm -hmm. You know, I was 120 pounds in high school at five, nine. Like I was, I looked like skin and bones. Yeah. I was super strong, but I looked like, you're just like really lanky. Yeah. I mean, I was a, varsity lineman <laughs> in football so for the guys out there listening if that tells you anything i mean i was squatting 460 my mm-hmm. junior and senior year i was strong as fuck mm-hmm. but i looked like if the wind blew too hard i was gonna fall over <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> so you know and of course all my friends other jocks and stuff were much six, bigger. Six two to six five, two fifty, you know. This was the start of your whole like issue of how I see myself. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hell, my little brothers yeah. are both six foot plus mm-hmm. and over two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. Like, I got the short end of the stick, and I'm the only one that's a mean motherfucker. <laughs> like, if I would have had their bodies. I'd probably be in the NFL right now. Yeah. But instead, I was a cheerleader. <laughs> well, here we are. An all-American cheerleader. But, <laughs> you know, the body issue started way back then from being too skinny. Mm-hmm. The dick issue didn't start until I was married. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was, you know, an issue in itself. You know, and, you know, speaking of the whole dick issue, you know, my biggest thing that I have sometimes feel like I have a confidence issue with is, you know, going up and talking to the guys because I always attract the big dick guys. So I might find somebody attractive and I want to go talk to them, but nine times out of 10, I can, and I literally can say this because this always happens is the person who I find attractive and who finds me attractive he has a huge cock and I can't really do anything with it. So therefore I'm very kind of reserved on like reaching out because, you know, I'm in that predicament of, well, what do you have? Yeah. And I mean, it, it's not always, uh, the, the best scenario for you when literally, you know, within the first couple minutes of talking to somebody, you have to ask them, <laughs> how big is your dick? Yeah, like that's not how you kind of want to go about it because one, it totally kills the mood. And two, you kind of like feel like an asshole for having to ask that. Right. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just trying not to waste each other's time. Right, and and that's the thing. Like you can't take very big dicks. No. But- you know, you may really like somebody mm-hmm. and you don't want to waste their time. You don't want to waste your time mm-hmm. because especially at an event, you know, because 
whatever time you are using on them or they're using on you could be time spent finding people that would match. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because like, I mean, you don't want to be rushed, but at the same time, you want to try to use your time effectively. And, you know, again, you also don't want to come off either like a bitch or an asshole or whatever, but you, you do need to get to the bottom of what you're looking for in a strategic way. Um, yeah, and- And have some etiquette about it. Like the worst part for me is- like, especially with people that we become friends with, mm-hmm. when they kind of start to understand your size issue. Yeah. They always ask, well, what's too big? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <sighs> nine times out of ten, they are too big. Yeah. Basically, to be honest, seven inches is basically what I'm looking for and no bigger. And yeah. if it's a little bit smaller, I'm a okay with that. Yeah, I mean... Like I'm seven and I have to be careful with you Mm -hmm. around event times. Yeah. Like if I break you in between events and stuff, it sucks, but it's no big deal. Right. You know, at least we had a good time for that session and in Mm -hmm. a couple days or a week we can do it again. Yeah. But leading up to an event, you know, I have to be really careful like, I can't fuck you hard. I can't fuck you deep. Yeah, we have to be careful on, like, the positions that, I am, that I'm that i in. And that's kind of, you know, the thing that I always have to worry about with guys that I may be attracted to that are bigger because they're not going to be able to fuck me the way that I can be fucked without actually seriously hurting me. Right. And, like, the only reason that I can do it is we've been together for 10 years. Yeah, you literally know. Like, like I, I know exactly <laughs> how far I can put my dick in you. And how hard I can do it yeah. before you break. Yeah. Someone that you just met or the first time you play with them, they're not going to know that. No. So and I can guarantee I'll end up getting broken. Right. And then there goes your entire night or weekend. Yeah. Like I won't be able to play with anybody else then. Yeah. Let alone you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always something that I think about. Um, and it's something that I feel like is a confidence thing as well because i mean most women don't have my problem but you still kind of have to know what you're you know asking if you know if you're talking to somebody who's not well endowed and that's what you're looking for then you need to move along and find what you need yeah and i mean i hope the guys that are you know the average guy or smaller when you're talking to them like, I hope they don't feel like you're putting them down by saying that you're looking for them. Right. Because, honestly, they have a better chance of having the most amount of fun with you mm-hmm. out of anybody, including myself. <laughs> because you can literally fuck however you want without getting broken. Yeah, like, I, if I wanted to be really rough, I could. Because it's not going to break me. Yeah. And, you know, you can do all the positions that you want. Yeah. And you can be as rough as you want, as, you know, as fast as you want, whatever. Yeah. And for us guys that are above average. That's that's not not going to be a thing. Yeah. That's not going to (laughs) happen. Like, it's going to be like that, you know. Soft and slow and. I was just thinking the married sex. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not exactly what you would picture with a girl like me. But it's just because I can't do anything more than that. And, like, I physically can feel that I can't do anymore. Yeah. And, like, you have always had this issue of being self-conscious about your vagina. Oh, my God. Always. And I know a lot of us ladies uh, feel this way. You know, and because even when we first started dating, you know, before you had a kid and all that, Mm -hmm. you didn't like the way that your pussy looked. No. God, I hated it. And, like, I loved it. I thought it was one of the prettiest ones I've seen. (laughs) And I've, you know, been telling you that forever. Mm -hmm. And then after we had our daughter. It just got worse. (laughs) It got even worse because you had, you know, a lot of trauma, which is what has led to your size issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all of that combined really fucked your head up yeah. when it comes to fucking guys in the lifestyle, you know, because not only do you not like the way your vagina looks, it also doesn't 
let you perform the way you want to be able to perform. Yeah. And I mean, fuck the guys you want to fuck. Yeah. It also, like, it, it doesn't feel the same either. I mean, it's completely different. All, every position that we're in from before when we had a kid to now, those same positions do not feel the same. And that is a big mental toll um, because I'm already, you know, self-conscious of how it looks, how it feels internally. Like, as I know, it feels completely different internally than what it used to before. So I'm always like, well, what does the guy feel? So that's always something that I think about too. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think you feel amazing. And I know all the guys that you have been with have said the same, but you know, in, in your mind, you have the same issue I do with my dick. Yeah. Like no matter what anybody says. Yep. It's not. You're not going to believe them. Yeah. So. Like I'll be like over here like doing more Kegels because I'm like, oh my God, it's not tight enough. And it's it's just a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. You know, so even somebody like you who's the quote unquote, you know, beauty standard, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it can have major insecurities. Yeah. You know, I mean, hell, you didn't like your tits. I didn't. And, and then I got tits. Yeah. So <laughs> you as a woman are lucky enough that, that you can do something about some of the things yeah. that you're not happy about. Yes. I mean, hell, you could even go get the vaginal rejuvenation and, you know, make it look like a fucking sex doll if you wanted to. It but, would just cost a lot of money and then you there's more trauma and I'm not I'm not yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean but But yeah, there's all these things that women can do. But really what and I know like we're talking about like the things that, you know, we see in each other or you, know, you see and I see kind of thing that bothers us when we're in this. And really it's always gonna be a struggle for everybody regardless of your right. size everybody has their thing that they right. don't like about themselves but what you have to learn to do is to start you know when you get complimented about you know say you know you're really really funny or you're really pretty or you know man you got to play with somebody and they're like your fucking pussy was amazing you Take that and even though it's really hard, just hold on to it and just kind of put that in your head. Think about it later because, you know, as you go, as you said, you know, you've got women that are saying they've had such a great time with you and it's helped a little, you know, it's not obviously going to fix the problem, but a little bit here, a little bit there, you get a little bit more confident in it. You don't worry about it as much as you would before. Yeah. I mean... Like, I wouldn't say I worry about it. You know, I mean, I'm very confident in my abilities. Yes. What bothers me is the fact that, you know, I was told for 15 years that I have a little dick. Mm -hmm. Outside of the lifestyle, yeah, I'm, I'm above average. Yes. You know. You are. Most women would be like, that's a nice dick. And it like, is. You know, like if I went out on, on on a date, yeah, and someone hasn't seen my dick, they're gonna be very much impressed, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, thank God," you know. Mm -hmm. But in the lifestyle, like we said, most of my friends or our friends mm -hmm. are very well endowed. Yes, like the top one percent. Yes, of guys, I am always the smallest. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. I think for guys, it can have a a harder mental toll mm -hmm. than a lot of things for women. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, you know, a woman may feel like, well, I'm the biggest girl here. Yeah. But I will guarantee you there is at least, you know, if there's 100 guys mm -hmm. and you're the biggest woman in the venue – there's at least 20 that would be more than happy to play with you. Oh, yeah. So it's not quite the same for us guys. No. If there's 100 women and, you know, say seven inches is the smallest guy in the room, there might be four 
or five women that would actually pick me mm-hmm. above some of the other guys. Yeah. Just based on dick. Yeah. So that can be difficult to process as a guy. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is you have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Like they're just going off of looks. I mean, in a way, they're being shallow. Yeah. It may be their preference, but, you know, there's only one thing that a bigger guy can do that I can't, and that is give that full feeling. Mm -hmm. Everything else, I can do just as good as they can. That you can. You know, so if all they're after is that full feeling and, you know, like a big stretch, Mm -hmm. like if they like girth, well, I can't do that. Right. But I can almost guarantee. You'll still get them off. <laughs> I'll get you off somehow. Yeah. And you'll still have a good time. Mm-hmm. But they don't think about that. Mm-hmm. They think about the, okay, this is what I'm really after. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one-sided because could you imagine if guys did a tightness test on women before they fucked them? Ooh, that'd be rough. And then be like, oh, sorry, you're too loose. Yeah, that would that would be a, ba- <laughs> a major mental fuck right there. It's basically the same thing as women saying, sorry, you're too small. Yeah. I mean, and... And I feel like that's also things that are in, like, a, a woman's mind, or at least it's, it's been in mine for ever since we've had a kid, was, oh, my God, my pussy's not tight anymore. <laughs> right, but... No guy is ever going to say, oh, that's that's a sloppy pussy. Like, <laughs> No, unless it's like a full-on douche and they are not found in the lifestyle. Yeah, and I mean, like I feel for, for most women, mm-hmm. like the guy would have to be pretty small, narrow, you know, not girthy to have that feeling of you're too loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, my ex-wife had a larger than average vagina, mm-hmm. you know, like she liked to be fisted. So, but it still felt good enough to me when I was fucking her. Yeah. It's not like I couldn't feel anything, mm-hmm. you know, but if I had told her, you know, well, what the fuck? I can't feel anything. I'm sure that would make her feel like shit. Yeah. But instead, you know, she used to tell me that I was too small. But that's the shitty part about the lifestyle is the double standards. Mm -hmm. A man can't have the preference of, well, I only fuck the tightest pussies. Right. Because if a guy ever came out and said that, he would never play in the lifestyle again. Because word would get around that he's a fucking douchebag and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And all the girls would be after him. But a girl can say, oh, you have to be 10, 11 inches to get near my pussy. And that seems to be okay. And that is perfectly (laughs) fine. Yeah. That's okay. I'm over here going, give me the small guys because I love them. (laughs) Right. But you are in the minority of women. I am. Yeah. So basically like my, like a, a woman who loves big cock and, you know, she sees them and gets all excited and just like turned on so much by them. And I don't get that. I get that when I see that average size cock. That is something that I, I internally get excited over. Right. But that, that comes down to the fact that you can have the experience you want for yourself and that you want to give a play partner. Yeah. You know, where those bigger guys, you can't. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you like them, you right, know. Like you just can't. You just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to body image, we all have our things. Yeah. And, you know, we have to learn to overcome them. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do it on your own, there's no shame in talking to a counselor. No. You know, there is uh, sexual well-being counselors and um, lifestyle counselors and all that out there. If you do your research, Mm -hmm. um, reach out to them, tell them what your problem is. And they can help you, you know, find a way to get past that. Mm -hmm. 
and accept the things about yourself that you may not like, you know, because there's always going to be people out there that are willing to play with you. Oh yeah. You know, you will eventually find them. Right. Your paths will cross. But you also have to remember that you are preventing yourself from playing most of the time. 100%. (laughs) If if you have, if you have any like reservations about it, it, you will be the one to be the one stopping it from happening. Right. Because if you don't appear confident, Mm -hmm. if you're not sociable, Mm -hmm. you know, if you sit in a corner waiting for someone to come up to you, yeah, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. And you're not going to play a lot. Yeah. You know, but that's where having that confidence comes into play and just telling yourself, hey, you know, I may have the smallest stick in the room, but I'm a hell of a fucking guy. You know, I'm attractive. I'm dressed well. I smell good. Mm-hmm. I can carry a conversation. I can make people laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I'm doing in the bedroom. Yeah. Women are going to want to play with you. Yeah. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I know because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of these other guys that, you know, bitch and complain that they don't get enough attention or they don't get to play a lot. Well, it starts with you. Yeah. You know, dress well, smell good, have good hygiene, be personable, mm-hmm. be able to carry a conversation. Don't be creepy, you know, learn how to pleasure a woman mm-hmm. in multiple different ways and you'll do just fine. I mean, you may not be the first pick. You're right. But accept that. Mm-hmm. The pretty boys and the big dick guys are always going to be first. Yeah. Once you learn to accept that, you can have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get butt hurt because those guys get, you know, the majority of the action. Yeah. You know, and the same thing for women. If you aren't getting the attention, mm-hmm. don't be a closed off bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Exactly. Like, you have to be approachable mm-hmm. for men to want to come up and talk to you. You know, and I've experienced this a lot. Like, you see these women just sitting there with this like sourpuss look on their face. Yeah, that doesn't make anybody want to go talk to you. You know, or like you can see them kind of like bitching to their partner. Yeah. Like you can you can tell that they're having some stern words. Yeah, like like you can tell either they're having a tiff between the two of them or mm-hmm. you know, she's bitching because well, nobody's talking to me or whatever. Well, it's a two-way street too. You can go talk to men. Oh yeah. And you can be approachable so that men can come talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting there with a smile on your face, making contact, you know, or eye contact, waving at people as mm-hmm. they walk by like, hey, you know, how you doing? You look great. Goes yeah, a long way. It does. You know, like, and of course, most women do look wonderful when they go out to mm-hmm. lifestyle events. But if if you're not dressing up, and you're not putting your best foot forward when it comes to the looks department, mm-hmm. start there. Yeah. I mean. That's enough to build up your confidence is yeah. to get if yourself If you feel sexy, it's gonna, other people are going to think you're sexy too. Yes. So for a lot of new people, I, I, I feel like that's the trap they fall into. Mm-hmm. They go to these parties and events, and if they don't know what to expect, they may not dress as well as they should, mm-hmm. you know, they may not have their hair and makeup done the best that they could, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're in an environment where everyone else is doing this. Right. So of course you're going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Well, learn to elevate yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like I hate to say it's a competition, but it's a competition. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, find what you're looking for. That prize, basically, and you want to go get it. Absolutely. So uh, if anybody has any questions, concerns, comments, feedback, want to fucking cuss us out, whatever, you know how to get a hold of us, we'd love to hear it. Yes. So 
our BDSM topic is what we should have done last episode, but we had to do other stuff. Yeah, we're um, going to have to try to fit that in quick, too. <laughs> no, no, we're going to do that tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but we were supposed to talk about humiliation. Yes. The other side of degradation. Yes. You know, which oftentimes they go together. Mm-hmm. But if someone isn't into degradation, mm-hmm. they may be into humi- some humiliation. Yes. So tell me your thoughts on humiliation, Miss Tink. Well, we've talked about humiliation before, but I'm not really sure how far in depth we kind of went with it. So when we think of humiliation, you know, you think of, you know, being embarrassed. Um, more on this top, the or this part of it because it's in the BDSM sense is it's going to be that erotic pleasure that you're actually getting from being humiliated in different ways. And in those different ways that you are humiliated can fall under being verbally, which would be, you know, if you're being called names or being belittled or insulted, um, you'll see a lot of this with the small penis humiliation. Um, That is a very big kink for the BDSM. And and that also, you, you know, that's a borderline degradation humiliation. Thing. It is. It is. It, it it goes into both fields there. Yeah. Um, there's also then the physical humiliation of, you know, making somebody wear specific clothing. Um, I actually had a scenario like this um, where I had a sissy who would cross dress. And I would have him wear, you know, fishnets and high heels and he would wear a cock cage and he would wear a pair of lacy panties and all of that in itself is a physical humiliation because, you know, a guy doesn't ever dress like that and he was forced to walk around like this. Well, I also do this to you from time to time down here where we live in Alabama, you know, like especially in the summertime when you know our daughter is up with our parents up north Mm -hmm. um like i'll have you wear skimpy clothing out into town you know to go shopping or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'll make you wear your infinity collar yeah you know i have done that and my like (laughs) going in public with that because i know what it is and a lot of people down here don't so i've actually only run into one person ever at the local Walmart who had a collar on herself and me and her were like, yes, we know what's up. (laughs) But outside of that, it's kind of embarrassing because when you see somebody notice that you've got this big honking collar around your neck, they look at you in a weird way. (laughs) It's the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, like your cheeks just burn because you're, you have this, this feeling of oh god they are they are looking down on me and this is this is not good yeah so, and, yeah and like I'll usually have you do that in like a tank top with no bra oh yeah you know, so your big fake titties are just like out there tittying out there tittying um you know and you wear sh- super short shorts and stuff where you know your ass cheeks yeah, are basically ass cheeks hanging, are hanging out. out the bottom so I mean like that's stuff that I do to you mm-hmm. because like. Yes, it's humiliating to you, but it also turns you on. It does. It does. Because it's like, they don't know, but I do. Right. So, yes, that's the that's the turn on part. Right. The, the, the part that is humiliating, that part's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other part of it that I'm like, but if they only knew. <laughs> right. That's, it is what, you know, does it for me. And that's the thing. It's. Each person is going to take humiliation in a different way. So there's going to be some people that find, you know, going into public dressed completely as a woman versus being, you know, dressed as a guy, that in itself is very pleasurable for them. Like they, they get turned on by that. And, you know, for me, like it's kind of a weird line where like, I don't like that attention being on me. But I like the aspect of why it's there. Right. And like another thing, like for me that I like to do to kind of humiliate you is like when we used to go to IPG parties and mm-hmm. stuff, 
uh, I would make you walk around completely naked. Yeah. Because you hated the attention. I did. And it made me very awkward feeling, you know, and you were always one of the most sought after women. Yeah. So all eyes were on you and I knew that that just burned you up. It did. But it also turned you on because I was forcing you to do this. Yes. That was the part that turned me on was that you were forcing me to do it. Like there's many times that you, you know, forced me to do something that it would end up like turning me on. And then, you know, things would be so much hotter because of that. Yeah. And I mean, like I have all these different scenarios of ways that I could kind of use humiliation on you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them, you know, are more fantasy because it would just require more people than we have friends. Yeah. You know, to, to pull it off. But, you know, I would love to blindfold you and have a bunch of my friends over and just have you like naked tied to a chair and just have the guys do whatever they wanted to you. And Oh God. Yeah. And then just like cover you and come and stuff. And you would have no idea how many guys, who it was, or whatever. Oh, man. Like, that definitely would be humiliating. And, like, hot, too. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm just, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I would be so nervous because, like, I wouldn't be able to tell how many people. But I would be, like, listening to, like, the footsteps to see how many it might be. And who knows like what they're doing between like going down on me or like shoving their cock in my mouth or whatever they could possibly do in the position I was in. And then, yeah, being covered in a bunch of loads would uh, definitely be one of those sensory overloads. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's stuff like that, that like I would love to do at some point, Mm -hmm. just it's going to take time to be able to get there. So now, is there anything that you would do to me if we were in that switch position where you were the dominant? Like, like what would you do to me to humiliate me? To humiliate you? Yeah. Well, probably. <laughs> well, because I've had many fantasies of this. Um, and I'm not really sure. Well, I would, I would do this and I feel like I would do it to you just because of how things have progressed in the switch dynamic for me and you is that I would have your cock be in a chastity cage and then I would have you be like, like standing like, well, no, to do this, you would need to be sitting. So I'd have you like sitting at the foot of the bed And I would have it be where, like, I'd have another dame with me. So one would be able to fuck you in the ass. And then the other one is going to have you, like, suck her strap on. And then I want to incorporate another submissive male to get him involved where, you know, as we're, you know, pegging you, we're getting him hard and then make you suck his dick. So you want to see me suck another dude's dick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be very humiliating. It definitely would be. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm a straight guy. You are. And so. you would be like, what the fuck? But you looked really cute sucking my strap on. So I would kind of be interested to see you sucking a real thing. So... Now, would I be blindfolded for this? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I wouldn't. You wouldn't know. It would be like the old switcheroo where <laughs> like you take the strap on away and put a real yep. one there. Yes. That is fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked up. I have taught you too well. I was just thinking that. I was like, well, I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would definitely... And and that would be degrading as well. It, like, well, for you, it would be yeah. degrading. Yeah, so that would for someone else, it'd be just humiliating. But um, it would for definitely, you, it's going to fall under both. It would definitely be interesting to see like how I handled that. Like right. as far as would I be 
like disgusted by it. Right. Or would it turn me on? Right. Because I mean, in the switching that we've done, mm-hmm. you know, you really haven't done much humiliation or, or degradation with me aside from, you know, making me suck your strap on yeah, and putting me in a cock cage. Yeah. You know, I mean the pegging thing at first was kind of like a little a, degrading. Uh, it was more like humiliating. Okay. Cause I've never had that done. Okay. Um, but, but you liked it. <laughs> I mean, it, it did feel good once like, once got you used got used to, to it. it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that after like the first time or two that I felt it was humiliating anymore. Gotcha. Because at that point, you know, you did a good enough job being a dominant mm-hmm. that it kind of took that humiliation away because I knew it was turning you on. So what about the time that I jerked you off on yourself? Um, I wouldn't really say that it was humiliating. No. No, because, I mean, I usually have big loads, mm-hmm. and, like, I can hit myself in the face if I jerk off. Gotcha. <laughs> like, would it be different if I made you eat it? Yeah. That would be more on the humiliating? Yeah, like, we did that one time. I made you eat it out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you had me clean you up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember it now because it was hilarious because you gagged. I did. <laughs> I had to be like, he did not just gag at my fucking pussy right now. <laughs> like, he fucking put it there. It was a sensory thing for me. <laughs> How like, do you think I feel? <laughs> yeah, but you don't have sensory processing this, disorder. No, this is why I don't like playing with cum in my mouth. Because I don't like how it feels. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, but also in in our case, for both uh-huh. of us, I think a big part of it is because I do cum a lot. Like, yeah, there, like it's not that. like it's not like if it's like a little dribble, we'd be like, oh, okay, like I like it, it's gone. Kind of like if you had like a water droplet on your arm and licked it off. This yeah. is like someone poured Table a whole bunch of like <laughs> ketchup all over your hand and licked that off. Like, you know, nope. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> but like, it's not like it was the taste or anything like that. It was. It was just the the, the, texture. the amount of texture. Yeah. And I was not prepared for it. Because I pushed it out. That's <laughs> yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was doing fine with just, like, the little bit that was, like, around the opening. Well, I knew there wasn't a lot, so I pushed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made you go, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you did. It was awesome. But yeah. So. But, yeah. Um, I would like to, to get a little bit more into humiliation. Um, but because everybody takes it differently, it makes it a little bit harder to finesse different parts of it or to get into some of the humiliation because you don't know you know what that one person is actually going to be into so really that's where communication comes in though right so you would talk with the person you know figure out if there's any triggers as well so that you don't cross into that boundary um and then from there you can move on to you know hopefully humiliating them in a way that they're looking for right so hopefully that uh, was a eye-opening experience for people that are not used to humiliation. Yeah, uh, it, it was kind of like humiliation talking about that stuff for me, <laughs> you know, because I'm a very dominant guy. Yeah, and you know, you are not in a very dominant position right there. Right. Well, I mean, like me training you to be a dominant Mm -hmm. like we've talked a little bit about it but like we didn't really talk about all the stuff that like i've let you do Mm -hmm. you know to learn how to become a dominant yeah so like that's a little humiliating for me yeah to talk about on a podcast it would be (laughs) you know sorry not sorry well i mean like i'm not ashamed of it yeah but it's one of those things where it was between just me and you yeah you know but I think, uh, so, oh my gosh, did I just humiliate you some more? You did. Ha! Look at that. I wasn't even trying. And look at that. It was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't try. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it'll definitely be interesting to see like what you come up with, like as we switch back and forth, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you can keep up on your, yeah, your domination skills and stuff. I will say if I keep watching X, you're in fucking trouble. 
(laughs) (laughs) There are some wicked fucking things that I have been witnessing and I'm just like, all right, let the games get rolling. But I mean, that's a lot of the content that you want to do now too. It is, it is, yeah. You know, you have to be good at it. Yeah. And we live in an area where there's not a whole lot of guys to practice on. So I'm kind of the guinea pig. You are, sorry. With that, but... I mean, hey, if it helps make money and makes you happy, then that's what a relationship is all about. Yes. Give and take. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, speaking of the humiliation and all that um, and (laughs) strap-ons, we are going to end this episode and then we are going to record the new toy review yes because we got a new strap on that we are going to test out i'm actually really wanting to see how this fits on me so yes i'm excited um and it's similar to the one that you have Mm -hmm. strap wise like the harness itself Mm -hmm. um the dildo that they included i think is a little bit longer yeah but about it has a little bit more of a curve up than my other one so it actually looks a little bit more like your dick. Yeah. So it's a little a bit thin- like your dick. <laughs> it's just a little bit thinner. Yeah. A little bit thinner, um, especially at the head. And you okay. are you going to fuck one of my silicone like body. It's like half a body. Yeah. Well, no, it's like a miniature body. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little miniature. It's got tits and an ass. Sex doll thing. Yeah. Um, To see. How that works out because uh, we need to put that <laughs> up on Fansly. So if you want to see some of that, <laughs> Tink using her strap on on a little sex doll thing, then you'll have to subscribe to the Fansly. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back. Next Next week week. with episode 69. Can't wait. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us. VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like... To find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.